0: Thank you, Lord. You may be seated. I'm glad somebody's excited about being here. I don't know who let the cat out of the bag, but this morning several brethren came to me and said, I hear you preaching tonight. I said, Well, we'll decide whether it's preaching or not when the night's over with. Somebody said, You are your worst. They, they, you've heard the story that you're your worst critic. I don't have that problem. I have a wife. now somebody said that's that's bad news no she tells the truth and she lies not I never could understand why the apostle would say that I tell the truth and I lie not I wanted to know the times that he lied and didn't tell us but anyhow I'm sure that's not true either but uh, God has been good to us and we are certainly praying for your pastor and his wife he called me last night and uh, he usually sounds pretty chipper and spry and everything going well and he sounded terrible and uh and I'm hoping that he 's feeling better as the time progresses. Where is Sister Smith? Did she run out of me? Oh, there she is. It's hard to sing a song when we don't have a piano player, and my wife has not played this song for so long, and neither Sister Smith and I have challenged her to help me out tonight. Uh, I raised three children. I said, I did. My wife and I did. two boys and a girl. Uh, My oldest son is almost a concert-quality pianist, but he's never around. Uh, We spend all that money teaching him things, and then when I need him, he's somewhere else. His brother, when I need somebody to help me at my church when I was pastoring, uh, Jeff was in Terry Haute building a large congregation, and God has been blessing him, and I'm thankful for that. And... Here I was in a little town called Troy that most people didn't know about except they got lost going the wrong way on Highway 61. But uh, while some people got lost that way, we saw a lot of people get saved. Praise the Lord. So pray for me as I try to sing a song that's written by an African-American after, if I have the story right. It's been a long time ago since I heard him tell the story. But uh, his church was in inner city, and he was a bishop just really seasoned pastor and somebody tried to burn it down and so he got to the church when he found out it was burning they were actively trying to put it out some of the older sisters they called mothers and we don't do that much anymore Uh, but he had several mothers around him then, and he said to some of the young men he said get your guns find who did it and shoot them and the mothers laid hand on him and said pastor you know that's not a good thing to do He's okay, just shoot him in the knee. But after that, he repented and wrote this song. How many have not quite got to where they want to be on Jesus, besides me? And I hope this song will help you out. Praise the Lord. have a long way to go just to be like the lord oh i have a long way to go just to be like him i must be dutiful merciful Faithful and true, right and just, in all that I do, I have a long way to go, and just to be like the Lord. Well, I don't remember trudging up a rugged hill with the cross, Upon my back, and I don't recall a thorny brown pressing on my brow. Oh, now that I look back, yes, I've been spit upon, ridiculed, but not wounded in my side. I know life's but than the roses. But still I am alive, I have a long way to go just to be like the Lord. Do one again. Yes, I don't remember trudging up a rugged hill with a cross upon my back. And I don't recall a thorny crown pressing on my brow. Oh, now let I look back. I've been spit upon, ridiculed, but not wounded in my side. I know that life's no bed of roses, but still I am alive. I have a long way to go just to be like the lord yes i have a long way to go just to be like the lord every day yes i have a long way to go just to be like him I must be merciful, dutiful, faithful, and true, oh, now right and just in all that I do, I have a long way to go just to be like the Lord. Well, I'm traveling onward, upward, Daily, Lord, am I, and I'm on my way to victory. And when I reach Mount Calvary, someday by and by, oh, Lord, remember me. I want you to strengthen me, encourage me, deliver me, I pray. Lord, I know my weakness. And that is why I say I have a long way to go just to be like the Lord. If you know it, sing the chorus with me. Well, I have a long way to go just to be like the Lord. Well, I have a long way to go just to be like him. <coughs> well, I must be merciful, dutiful, faithful, and true, right and just in all that I do. I have a long way to go just to be like the Lord. I think with that attitude, We'll all do a whole lot better than the thinking we've finally reached it. I met an old pastor years ago that I knew, but I met him in a particular circumstance and and I asked him about something that was going on. And he said to him, to me, he said, uh, "He said I'm still working with those people. I'm not too sure how to handle them." I said, "You've been pastored for 50 years, don't you learn?" He said, "People are all different," and he said, "I haven't quite figured out everybody yet, but I keep trying." Then later on, he found out that somebody from his old church had moved close to Troy, and he said, he said to me, he said, would you go after them? He said, I'd love to have them here with where I pastor now. But, and, uh, and I looked up at him because he was about two and a half feet taller than me, it seemed like. <laughs> Not quite, but it seemed like it. Tears running down his cheeks, and I thought, well, let me tell you something. You don't realize what a pastor's love for his people is like until you find somebody who really loves people. And I've met so many pastors like that. I'm so glad for Brother Herod tonight. He's got roped into sticking around Missouri for a while and reading some scripture for me. And if you will, would you stand with me as he reads for us from Psalm 103, verses 1 and 2. Psalm verses 103, verses 1 and 2.
1: Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits.
0: Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, I pray that you'll open the hearts of these people here to hear the beautiful things that you have for our hearts and souls. I pray that you'll touch my lips, my mind, my heart, that I might bring to them what you placed on my heart. And help us, Lord, together that this might feed us and help us to become stronger Christians, to work to become like you day by day. And we'll thank you in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. Lord bless you. You May be seated. Praise the Lord. That second verse that we read to you talks about benefits. Uh, Before you take a a new job, if you're smart, you find out what the benefits are. Uh, In fact, I have advised many men in our church, before they quit their job get another one (laughs) because during that time they were not too easy to get they tell me there's 50,000 jobs going unfilled in St. Louis but they forgot to tell you that they're garbage collectors and (laughs) really good jobs Uh, no they weren't garbage collectors but they're people that don't make a whole lot of money but if you're going to get a job find out what they're paying obviously what kind of vacations they give what kind of benefits are all these things are benefits um do you get off holidays i've always wanted one of those jobs where you get off every monday and friday Uh, but my boss said that just wouldn't work and of course he thought i didn't work either but that's not what counts i stayed on the job there for quite a few years before i started pastoring and so you have have all these benefits six days and insurance like i said vacations and holidays Uh, even when payday comes i used to get paid every week at the job i had before i took the last one that I worked eight to five, then I got a job where you work from eight to eight. That is, you get up in the morning, what time it is? You work all day, all night. Somebody calls you in the middle of the night to go to a hospital call. That's so thrilling, especially when you get there to find out the person has checked themselves out a half hour before, and and you just you just feel like you're really doing the Lord's will. They <laughs> can't figure out where that is, but you're trying to figure that out. And uh, but somebody forgot to tell me about those benefits there are. Uh, but uh, even it's a good thing to find out if they have raises that are scheduled and, and how those work. And so those are just benefits, and we look at all the benefits. Some young man told me, he said, I can't wait to get married. All those benefits. Just wait to get married for about 40 years. And see if those benefits are still always there. Mine are, but then my wife's a great cook. You can tell because I'm twice the man I used to be. Somebody said, what nationality are I don't have to send a sample off to someplace and for them to come back and tell me where I my originate because I've got about 120 pounds of <laughs> And I don't know what the rest of it was, but uh, there I am. But benefits are important. Everybody knows that. Uh, would you read for me Psalm 103 and verse number 2 one more time?
1: Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. We need to
0: not forget, and I'm gonna talk
1: about what David told us, what are
0: benefits of the Lord. I'm sure there's more than I'm going to express to you tonight, but let me tell you some of the great things that God has for his people, and you have already been witnesses of those, but maybe I'll bring them to your mind. You know, too many times, we, we've, I've heard people say this, when I got saved and I never could quite figure it out, they said, you know, the devil's been on my case all day long, and then they'd make a statement, bless his holy name. I'm sure they weren't talking about the devil, but grammatically that was wrong. Uh, and why give the devil all that, all that glory? Somebody said, I'm, I, I'm afraid the devil's going to kill me. And recently I heard a preacher from the pulpit say this, if the devil was going to kill you, he'd kill all of us, we'd all be dead. He can't do that. Aren't you glad that the Lord has got his hands tied behind us? him rather and he can't do anything unless God allows him to do it and, uh, and we've got power over him. Praise There's an old, old evangelist, pastor, preacher, met us at a large gathering of preachers. Somebody had asked him a question on the panel. What do you do when you go into a brand new town to preach and you, you go to a different hotel? He said, if the, and, and do you fight the devil, the spirit that's in that town? He said, let me tell you this, if the devil's underneath the bed going to give me some trouble, he better leave the room because I've got more power than he does. You know, we, we shouldn't be afraid of all that. You know, The devil's not a boogeyman, and he can't be everywhere, but I'll tell you what we have. Greater is he that's in you. Whether you're six years old when you get the Holy Ghost, or you're 102, if you've got God's spirit within you, you are greater than Satan, can ever throw anything at you, and you can overcome him because you have power in his name. We don't need to be children of fear. That's a benefit. The more benefits you think about, the more starts spilling out of your mind. His benefits—we do think about the great benefits of serving the Lord. Are, are just, are we just the kind of people who get surprised when we find ourselves on the receiving end of God's glory? I remember, remember when we used to stand up and testify, and and we had to kind of cut a chart because some people would cut it long, <laughs> and and sometimes their testimony was more braggadocio than anything else, but. Uh, you know, we, 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 sometimes we get to the point where if something happens to us and it's a, it's a great benefit, a great thing, and we act like we're so surprised, guess what God did for me? <laughs> well, guess what? He was going to do that for you. He loves you. You should expect good things from time to time. Now, life I know, as I song was said, life's no bed of roses. But you know what? Have you ever looked around to see what people who are not saved are going through? Some of it's their fault. Some of it's because of the way they were raised, which is not their fault. But i tell you what we can do. You can change your life from the way you were brought up if that wasn't the good way. <coughs> I've heard, heard them say on the radio, it's 10 o'clock. Do you know where your kids are? Later on, they started saying, just not too very long ago, they said, it's 11 o'clock. Do you know where your parents are? No, I really, I heard that for a while. Now, they dropped it all. They do not care anymore, it seems like. I know where my parents were because my mom and dad both drank, and they were at a local bar. I could walk up the street and, and go to that, that tavern, in fact, I did my homework there sometimes, and uh, and I can make fun like somebody who's a drunk, but that's not the good thing anymore to act like somebody who's stupid. I could be stupid without acting it <laughs> anyhow, and, uh, and so if you want something, we, we changed our family when we got God in our life, I said, I'm going to raise my children with things that are good with with brand new ways of doing things with loving them I told this story not too very long ago (coughs) excuse me that uh I can't remember my dad ever telling me that he loved me it's not that he didn't but you know what the the benefits of Jesus Christ and the church I walked into an apostolic church it wasn't long until I had more friends there and women who are older than me and were mothers of kids my age and At that age, I was 19 years old, got saved then, but I had people who who took us in and advised us and helped us and loved us, and you're in a big family. Now, I don't know everybody's name yet, and I don't know who belongs to who, so if I get messed up, please forgive me. There's two things that are going on with me. Number one, uh, I had a very uh, small heart rate for a year or so, and I don't think I got very much blood to my brain, and so I'm gonna use that for excuse for as long as I live. (laughs) But the truth was, God was good to me. Uh, so don't be surprised when God gives you good things. In Mark, the 10th chapter, Peter asked the Lord, he said, what do we get out of following Jesus? What, what do we get out of following you, Lord? Have you ever <laughs> ever asked that? My kids asked me about that one time. They found that it took $180,000 to raise them till they're 18. And they said, Dad, when do we get the refund of money you didn't spend on us? <laughs> I told them, I said, you can find it in my rear pocket. Uh, my wallet wasn't even there. I know I may look a little slow, but I'm not that slow. Uh, but he wanted to know what, what do I get out of this. And Jesus said, You know what? No one gives up houses and lands and family, even friends, but will receive a hundredfold now of all these things and blessings. Benefits from God are a great blessing. You don't give up things, you get things. If you, if you want to look around for bad things, fine, but you know what, you kind of get what you look for. You can go out to your yard and you'll find dandelions. Can't get rid of them. I got an acre and a half plus the ground that's in front of me that's a state that they don't mow, and uh, every once in a while you'll see a dandelion or a 700 or whatever. But you get my grandkids out there that are little, little ones, and they'll bring them to grandma. Look at grandma, see what I found? A flower. And I look at them and say, Take it to Grandma. I don't want one. Anyhow, they don't understand, but they see life different than we do. You know why? Because they're innocent. God give us innocent mind. You know, sometimes we hear things and we say, that's not very nice. What we should do is just turn it off. Don't think about it. The Bible tells us to think upon pure things. Why? Because we are children of the God, and we're supposed to live pure and holy and a sanctified life, and we can do that with his power that's within us. We should not ever forget all his benefits to us. Let's look at what David said to us about benefits. First part of Psalms 103, verse 3, please. Who forgiveth all
1: thine iniquities? The
0: Lord forgives our sin when we repent and are baptized. He takes the weight of sin off of us, and we are set free, and we are not guilty. We are not guilty. But I want to ask you this what were you like before you were saved? I'm not asking somebody to stand up and say that, but just think about it. I was talking to a fellow that recently got saved at our church years ago, and uh, and as I was talking to him, I said, "Would you pray for?" Said the name, and he said, "Oh, that guy will never get saved." I said, "Why do you think that?" So he listed several things that this guy was doing, and I said, "You know what? Six months ago, you were doing the same thing." <laughs> I'm a little bold at my age, but anyhow, he turned to me and said, "You know what? You're right." I guess anybody can get saved. Guess what, folks? That's the truth. Anybody can get saved. They just need to have the opportunity. Thank God that we had the opportunity. Aren't you glad that somebody helped you? You know, you you really, for the most part, you can't get saved unless you know somebody. And I'm not talking about Jesus. I'm talking about being invited into a place where you can hear the gospel at somebody's home, on a job, whatever. But uh, you you hear it from somebody first. Most people don't walk out of the street. My wife's uncle years ago did that. Uh, Some of you know Joe, you know, that came here before he had eye problems, but his dad was just walking by an old storefront church, walked in and got saved, raised in a Catholic church, but not Catholic in what his thinking was, and he was a rough, tough boxer, and and all kinds of things he could probably tell us he did back in those days, but i tell you what, he was an absolute saint. He couldn't read when he got saved, but God taught him how to read, and I listened to him one Sunday morning. Quoting fifty verses one after the other in his sermon, uh, God gave him a mind and a heart to save people. God can do it to anybody. If He can do it to Him, He can do it to you. So, uh, who forgiveth all thy iniquities? The Lord forgives our sins. And uh, when we think about how we were before we were saved, now you might not have been the worst rotten person in the world, but sin is sin. It's hard for us. We we we, we gotta categorize it. We we give people judgment. Uh, not personally, you and I, but when they do something wrong, they may get a year in jail or suspended sentence or, or five years. And some people get too long a term for something they didn't hardly do at all. And you've heard about some who have gotten uh, pardons for that. But I'll tell you one thing, we've got pardoned for a whole lot of things. That's right. We've been pardoned by the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I know our past lives are under the blood, but I don't want to dwell too very long on my past life. But I do want to thank my Jesus, for the burden of sin lifted from me. The guilt and the worry and the sleepless nights. And I'll tell you what, your mind can give you the hardest time. The Bible says this. It took me a while to finally figure that out. It said, if your heart condemns you, God is greater than your heart. Now, for some of you, we have heard that and you just let it pass. But let me tell you this. We can come up with things that we did before we got saved. We couldn't think about it, and it bothers us. But guess what? Jesus doesn't remember those anymore. You ever heard of the sea of forgetfulness? He, the blood covers things, and you can't see it anymore. I've, I've had some problems with my kids when they're younger. They would fix walls for me. Oh well, yeah, crayons that could not be covered over on a wall. And so I had to clean it off, get out the paint, paint it, and then there comes the, the image right through the paint again. Until I finally found out you had to use latex paint. wouldn't work. But if you used enamel, just spray it over. That would cover it. But we got the blood of Jesus Christ. It covers it. It covers everything. So you can't see what's underneath there at all. So why do we bring it up? You know, when the devil did that to me, what I told him, I said, you are a liar and the father of all lies. Just leave me alone. When I got the Holy Ghost, I was in an office. He said, you didn't speak in tongues. There's, a, there's 40 guys sitting around me. So I had to be kind of quiet. I didn't want to start shouting on worshiping all over the place. I leaned back in my chair. Sometimes you need to talk to the devil, even if he's not listening. Made me feel good anyhow. I told him he was a liar. I know what happened to me. And don't ever bother me with this again. And he didn't. You know, sometimes we have to take control of the situation. And we can do that because our Jesus has brought us a long way. And we want to be more like him day by day. If you were... Why don't you read from your verse 10?
1: Jump to 10? I'm sorry? Jump to 10? Yeah, so. No, I mean, First Corinthians 6. Did you, did you read 9 and 10? Okay. Okay. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God, but be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor adulterers, or, adulterers, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor rivalers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Now, please
0: don't raise your hand when I ask this question, but how many of you fit into one of these categories? Somewhere down the line, a lot of you do, but that was, such were some of you. First Corinthians 6 and 11.
1: And such were some of you, but ye are washed but you're sanctified that you Lord. But ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God. I, I like this. I, I added,
0: I mean, I want you to know this. I added the word, but, because I like that. It's, it's mentioned quite a few in those verses, but, and such, but some, or such, some of you, this was, but, but that's the way you might've been, but you're not that way anymore. You oh, know, yeah. that's that's a, that, that whole phrase is past tense, and so everything's behind us. Now, the bad thing about it is is when some people say, well, I've never tried all that stuff. Don't worry about it. That's right. it's, it's like didn't try any poison. I found out years ago when I was working as a volunteer probation officer that some of the kids in our county were taking stuff that you clean toilet bowls out with and, and other chemicals and making a drug that they would ingest in their body through a needle. I'm going... How stupid can we get? They put stuff in them. You don't have to try any of that stuff, a sin. Somebody may try to convince you, but let me tell you, if you're young and you've been tempted with that stuff, just listen to somebody who's older, and I can find you people who've been through that before, and they'll let you know that you can resist that. Creator's in he that's in you that he that's in the world. Nothing is beyond God's ability to forgive our sin. He can forgive anything. He can forgive anything. I'll say it again. He can forgive anything. Why? Because he is all powerful. Let's look at Ephesians, the
1: first chapter, verse number seven. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Whoa,
0: what a What a big amount of benefits that is when he takes our sins and washes them clean. Thank you, Lord. I'm so thankful. Why don't you give the Lord a clap offering? Just thank him for his goodness and for all he's done for you. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. You know, the good thing about all these benefits is, along with all that, we also shouldn't get stuck up. Hello? Well, I'm Pentecostal, you know. I know I was knocking on the door one time, and some lady came to the door and said she went to a certain church. She said, I'm sorry, I go to whatever. I said, I'm sorry, too big mouth then I had to apologize but I did get her attention uh, I, I think some people are sorry they go to some other church I'm sorry because they don't feel the Lord they just go because great grandma and all the rest of the people in her family have gone there for a 100 years my, when my mom found out that I was going to marry Catholic she was mad when she found out we were going to be Pentecostal she was really mad you know why because somebody hurt her feelings somebody scared her But after a while, that changed. And uh, and what we need to do is we need to present ourselves as sweet people, kind people, the same kind of attributes that Jesus talks about in these things that we read here in the psalm. David knew these things. I I know he did things wrong, but God forgave him. And then it says he was a man after God's own heart. That's hard to understand sometimes. But tell you what, when the Lord forgives you, you're forgiven. Thank you, Lord. Okay, let's, uh, why don't you read the last part of of Psalm 103. Who
1: healeth all thy diseases. Who healeth
0: all our diseases. When we pray for people, somebody said, what happens when you pray for somebody and they don't get healed? I believe they're going to get healed. If you have to come down 10 times, and on the 10th time it takes, it, fine. Because I'm going to believe, and you're going to believe, and the Bible says the prayer of faith shall heal the sick. And it's, it may not be mine, but it might be somebody in the back praying. But we know that God can heal anything. We had a man that was in a wheelchair for 30-plus years, came out of that wheelchair and walked in one of our services. I saw people shout that I hadn't seen shot in 10 years. I mean, seriously. They were saved, but they, I mean, they were, I, we had we had such a row of service. That it's a wonder, that even though we're out in the country a little bit, that somebody didn't call the police on us. It might have sounded like a, sounded like a big fight, but uh, we had two sisters that were rather large, and uh, one of them was shot with her little arms pumping them like this. She caught her purse and threw it, and our ceiling was higher than this, and her purse went to the top of the ceiling, and everything she had in it, and it was everything but a garden hose. I mean, <laughs> she, she had everything but a gun and a big knife. I mean, and it went everywhere, and uh, I, I don't know how long it took them to pick it up, but it was a good thing nobody was in the back then because they didn't get blessed until everybody got up front. But she started worshiping, and I think from then on she worshiped all the time. You know, sometimes it takes a lot to get some people moving, but I I noticed tonight it seemed like most of you did more worshiping tonight than I've seen for a while. Now, if if that offends you, I'm sorry. But, uh, you know, you, you feel good when you give God praise. These young people got a lot of energy, and I can't stay up with them. But you know what we can do? We can try a little bit like it you know just just try a little bit harder just worship the lord if you can't do anything else i remember visiting an older couple that helped build the building where we pastored for years and these people could not even hardly get out of a chair i never saw anybody worship in a lazy chair before but this man was was old and couldn't get up and he had this, this chair they were sitting in and, and he worshiped in that chair and i thought he does more than most people do that have energy and physical abilities because he loved God and he expressed it with everything he had within him. And I think we can all worship God somehow. Can you raise your hand, just kind of wave it around and say, I'm alive. And we can worship the Lord and praise him and love him because he's been good to us. Years ago when my wife, it's Rosalie, by the way, and some of you don't know that that, the lady that looks like an Italian with white hair, um, was our only piano player. My son hadn't quite learned how to, to do that yet anyhow but uh, she woke up one morning in such excruciating pain she almost couldn't get out of bed she told me I'm going to church she's boneheaded wouldn't listen to me I said we can get by without you today and uh, you stay here we had plans to go to Indianapolis where our oldest or middle middle son rather was uh, going to to have a production with some other people singing and it was going to be recorded and so we wanted to go to uh, Pastor Mooney's church in the evening we had it all worked out to be there for the live recording but she couldn't even hardly move but she she struggled got to church before I left the house an old friend of mine he I said he was old I wasn't then uh brother crumb was an evangelist and he was everywhere he called and wanted to know if he could come to church at our church and I said sure come on he came and while he was there I I I gave him the pulpit to to praise the Lord just a little bit say a few words and Boy, the Lord anointed him, and he started getting all excited. Then he turned to me and realized it wasn't his turn to preach. And I told him, I said, you got it. go with it. And uh, he preached for a little bit longer with building faith. Then he called for anybody that needed healing. And six or seven women came down, stood around the front. Not a man, but all women. My wife was at one end. And as he laid hands on each person, God touched them, found out every, every one of them received their healing all the way down the line. When he came to my wife, it drove her to her knees, and I thought, oh, my God, she'll never get up now. You talk about, I'm the one supposed to have faith, you know. I'm the preacher. Anyhow, and, uh, and God had healed her. We made the trip after church to Indianapolis and back again in a car that wasn't really comfortable for backs, but God had healed her back in an instant, in a moment, in a twinkling. light. Let me tell you something, folks. God is great. He can heal you. He can touch you because the benefits of serving God. The benefits of serving God. Now we're not against uh, medical science. My wife's a nurse. My daughter's a nurse. Uh, later on this month, I'm going to get a new knee. I'm not. I'm not. A, I've been praying, farting, praying, farting, getting shots, and all the other stuff. And uh, if that's the route right I'm going, I'm going that way. But would you pray for the doctor? I don't need praying. He needs prayer. <laughs> I want. I want everything to work out right. In between pacemaker and the double of surgery with that and. One thing, another. I'm going to be worth more after I'm dead, just with the used parts. Just send me to the send me to the part place. You know, and they can take them back and use them again. That's what I say. <laughs> Doctor told me he said he said uh, this knee will last you for about 30 years. I'm hoping to last 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> My kids tell me what they're going to do with me when I get old and feeble, and uh, I don't know why why they're waiting. I think I'm there already, but. Uh, I'm always saying, Praise the Lord, and they're gonna put me in that fluid of some sort in a big cage by the door and when somebody comes down and go, Praise the Lord <laughs> You won't have to wait for Halloween for something goofy. <laughs> you know, the Lord works so great. And so not only has the Lord healed my wife of that, but years ago, I know some of you don't understand it, but she had a two pregnancy and she was bleeding internally for twelve hours and should have been dead our home church was praying my father-in-law and mother-in-law were at the hospital they weren't saved yet sitting there with eddie Gwynn, my pastor at that time my mother-in-law turned and looked at me and she said if my if my daughter dies i'm gonna lose a daughter but you can always get another wife and it was like a stab in the back <laughs> i've been i was praying worried about her and uh, god brought her rosalie out of the hospital and she did fine and we had more children after that but um uh, you know she should have died but they were praying at an the altar they saw her face coming and going and they prayed even stronger and the church was filled with people all night long people were driving up going to the prayer room that's what the family's for folks when they'll touch upon his heart enough that they want to show that their faith they could have prayed at home but they came to the church and prayed at the prayer room and god touched her and healed her and brought her out and we've had so many things like that happen to our family much less in our ministry I told you about uh, the that thing that happened there. When our son was 19 years old, he was going to college. And he'd already been going for a while, a few months in. And uh, it was freezing cold, sub-zero temperature. So I made sure his little foreign car was filled up with gas. He drove down Highway 70 and got about two-thirds away between here and uh, the turnoff for, for Columbia. And his car quit running. We, I, we don't know what happened to it. It shouldn't have froze up with a gas line, but Maybe that's what happened. We don't know. They said if it's full, it won't happen, but uh, he, couldn't, he couldn't get anywhere. He, he tried to flag down truckers. They wouldn't stop. Finally, he got a, a blanket that somebody had given him for we don't know what reason, but apparently that kept him some. He got out there and stood in the, van, uh, in the lane where the truck went and finally got a guy to stop, and uh, he took him into town, dropped him off at a, a, a fast food place. Scott called us up. The long thing of it was, was apparently he'd been in there so long that his his contact lenses fell out of his eyes because they got so dry. We think that he almost froze to death, but God woke him up. He said he started feeling warm, and that's when he got up and flagged the trucker down. You don't start feeling warm when it's a minus 18 degrees, not counting the wheelchair, wind, wind chill factor. And so uh, uh, as time went on, we started watching him. He was losing weight, after a while he'd come on on weekends, and you could see the strapping strong boy and we could see his he took off his t-shirt once one saturday morning and i happened happen to see him and you could see his rib cage he lost that much weight he was losing four or five pounds a week got him to a local doctor went came in for tests about every weekend from school then finally they put him in the hospital for three days and then transferred him down to st luke's west in law he was in hospital for 14 days with four specialists that were having specialists work under them so very very so he really had eight specialists working on him they test him for things i never heard of in my life then he started gaining weight a little bit they him out on the hospital it took a while and then his endocrinologist uh, was got all of his records from his then later on going to be his mother-in-law who worked with that kind of thing and they found that he needed one kind of card they took, took a pill takes it throughout his life but it it solved the problem and uh and i could go into detail except i can't remember all the technical terms my wife could tell you but you know what god healed him he would have died if he continued to lose because everything was showing up wrong you see when you start losing all that weight you get that skinny after being that strong All the tests come back. It's your heart and it's your liver and all those things were not bad. But uh, it was scary. I I got to the point where I said to me, and maybe you've been this way. When you had a child that's very sick, I said, Lord, take me and keep him. Heal his body and take me. Can I take his place? But that doesn't work. But I'll tell you what did work, the answer to prayer. During that time, one of the specialists came in. He said, do you want us to leave the, the, the room and, and uh, so you can examine him? He said, no. He went over and sat down in the chair. He said, I've come here because this is the pe- most peaceful room in this whole hospital, and I've come here just to rest. He was feeling the Spirit of God. You know what? You start to think, you know, the Lord's working in here. God's healing him. I know it's going to happen. He, it boosted our faith. The doctor didn't quite understand it, but let me tell you something. God is good. God is good. He saved our son who's, who's working now with his brother in Terre Haute, Indiana, and he's a preaching machine. When you, when you look for things that will do good for you, when you look for the benefits, the benefits that have, they're not sidebars of things. They are the basic things of a Christian's life. On a Sunday night, a young teenage girl named Laura Miller, she's still around, we use her for a lot of things but she's not coming to church but she knows what god can do she came and limped in into the church and she was crunching in pain she didn't set foot on her, her i think it was a right foot and she told us later on that she'd stepped on a huge nail uh, that afternoon went to the hospital had it cleaned out but her foot was all swollen up she couldn't touch it and uh and we prayed for her after a while the service started to break out and people were worshiping the lord all over the place and my wife reminded me today that she came up on the platform, and we don't know why. Never did that. She came on the platform, started worshiping, and then she was she's walking on that foot. And that night, after we prayed for her, she walked out on both feet with no pain whatsoever. The swelling was down. She put on her shoe and never had a bit of problem again. God can do all those kind of things. And we're not talking about... Just a few miracles and that's all. We have a whole list of them written down someplace. God can do it in anybody's life, in any apostolic church. And if you need something from God, when you come down to pray for, get prayed for and your friends come down, you all believe together. You, I tell you what, we need, we need more miracles and less doctors. <laughs> we, we need more things that are done right the first time. And, and God will do that if we just let him. Some of the benefits of serving the Lord... When it's it's your child or your family that needs a miracle, you have the benefit of Jesus. You know, we we pray, cry, carry on about things that are going on. And uh, I believe the Lord can heal a headache as much as he can a broken arm. And we've seen that. I've seen the different things happen to other people and other places. A lot of things you hear, you wonder if it's the truth or not. But I don't don't question anything anymore. Just because I didn't see it doesn't mean it didn't happen. We, we need to believe God for great things and know that nothing is impossible with him. Benefits. Benefits. Praise the Lord. You know, if every time you walked in the door, somebody gave you $100, you'd come running. Right? But I'm telling you this. When somebody in your family gets touched or healed, you can't, there's not enough money to pay for that, folks. When, when somebody's on the deathbed and they should have died and they didn't, and it's one of your children, and you're going to say, Lord, I'd give anything to see him healed. So it's not money. Money doesn't carry everything. I know somebody said, I'd like to just have it a little bit. <laughs> but it, it's, uh, it's not the thing that's going to go through your whole life. When it's your child, it makes a big difference. Let's read Psalm 103, verse number 4. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction? Praise the Lord. Uh, Brother Perriman said something. I don't know if I'm going to quote you quite right. So Besides that, you can't hear me, so who cares? Uh, <laughs> He's either laughing because we're all laughing, but I think he heard his name, uh, so I better be careful. When the world comes against us, Jesus sticks up for us. It was something like that. When the world comes against us, Jesus sticks up for us. Uh, I, was, I was reading a stupid little book that we got at the house that somebody left you know, there, and uh, it's about a little kid that takes his gorilla to school with him and how it changed everybody's attitude towards him. Because the gorilla let him get by with everything, you know his grade point average went up. Uh, he could he could go to school if he wanted to. He didn't have to, and it just goes on from one thing to another. Because he had to scrape a gorilla on his back. Let me tell you something, folks. We've got Jesus. Hello, I said we've got Jesus. Praise the Lord. And his uh, brother Perriman said, when when the world comes against us, we've got a we've got a big one. Jesus is bigger than any gorilla. He's bigger than any 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 power whatsoever. And uh, I, I I really believe some of the stories that when Israel was attacked, even though they didn't have the mightiest force there was, that uh, there were angels shooting planes down. Have you ever heard those stories? I've, I've heard people say that they were there when it happened. They saw some of that. God protects his people, and God's protecting Israel. Uh, I pray that God will protect our president and everybody that's in authority. We're supposed to pray for them. We're supposed to pray for Obama when he was there. You know, if we'd prayed a little harder, we'd probably have had a whole lot less problems. But uh, some people get mad and won't pray for anybody. But we need to pray for him. Who remembers uh, the things we did before we were saved? Hmm? How many people remember some of the dumb things we did? It's a wonder we didn't get hurt, killed, whatever. The patterns of self-destruction with drugs and booze and even of suicide, lost families, jobs, even close calls because of the things we did while in sin. There's so many things that we've did. And you don't have to live very long to do the wrong thing. That could have been the, the last thing you ever did. Do some stupid tricks, even, even though it may not have been the worst thing in the world of sins. But God is able to help us and give us the benefit of living one more day to be saved. Are you thankful that the Lord has given you life? The Bible says life and more abundantly. That's not just living. It's living in a, at a higher plane and a better thing. I, I'm so happy when I get to serve the Lord. I'm so happy when I see people saved. There, there's things that we don't ever get to see outside of the, the church realm. We might see it at home, but we certainly, you know, if we have a home church, but we don't, we don't see these things outside. How many people are happy that you work with? I went to work for a place that was there for 12 years. From the day I was there to the day I left, one guy was griping about the place. He made more money than me. He always wanted to be something else, but he never left. So the day that I walked out of there, I said to him, I said, well, you're still here. He said, what do you mean? I said, 12 years ago, you said, you didn't like his place. You griped and complained about it all the time. You told me I'd be cussing like you did when I left. (laughs) I wasn't. I said, you failed two times because he never was happy. You know, if you look for things that will make you happy, you're going to find them. But if you look for things that aren't good for you, you're going to live a miserable life. Yeah, but uh, I'm thankful that we can come to a house of God with people who love you and people that are decent and people that can uplift you, and they've got a smile on their face and a handshake to, to welcome you and and to thank you for coming. And and I'll tell you what, you don't get that too often. Years ago when I started dating my wife, uh, I'd go over to her house and her mom, and every time I walked in the door or any stranger, she would have to cook something for her. Most of the time it's pastry. She would feed people. Why? Because she was a, a person with hospitality. I think, think people who live for God have, have that in them, and uh, we need to do that. My brother in law, uh, we call him Junior. His name is, first name is my father in law, so he wound up with Junior. Um, he backslid after he got saved, got beat up outside of a gambling boat at least once that we know of. He was a heavy drinker and got a son involved, Tony. Brother Cozart as a burden for Tony. And we want you to keep on praying for him. Uh, Junior was in and out of church, but after he came to the Lord, his wife Marie worked with Butch DeVoto and invited him and Darlene, his wife, to church. First time she walked in church, through that service, she got the Holy Ghost and uh, at Bethel Church down the road from here. Butch witnessed to Brother Gervich and your drummer and her mom along well, with Brother Gervich, were saved during that time. And I was, I was almost going to have her come up and beat the drums, so just beat on the end of the bed. Hit that table or that chair right in front of you a few times. <laughs> just thank the Lord for it. That's it, girl. Praise the Lord. And, uh, and it, isn't, it, isn't it beautiful how the Lord can save people through all kinds of circumstances? Uh, uh, when my my when my brother-in-law was on his deathbed, he he... His daughter said he prayed through and asked for forgiveness for all the rotten things he did because he could be a stinker. He was the only guy I know that had a black stripe down his back and everything else was white. He was a skunk. But <laughs> when the Lord is blessing him, I mean, thank God we've got a great drummer. Praise the Lord. And, and her mom and dad, and I, I, I knew them and, and, and I, what a personality these people had along with all the other people they reached you know, at one time in Michigan, he had a storefront church, and every drunk that went by, they'd go out and grab him, bring him in, bring him through, and, and they had 20, 30 people that, that got saved during that time when he was serving the Lord. Then he got back with God. I'm so thankful for that. You know, God is merciful God, and he helps us, and the miracles are, are so, so many, you know, because the benefits, can you say benefits? Say it one more time. Benefits, strong. Yeah. You know, we, need a, we get up in the morning and we say, Lord, what kind of benefits we got today? Let's look for the, this is a day the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Praise the Lord because of his benefits. Jesus told Peter, Satan would sift you like wheat, but I prayed for you. If you prayed for Peter, don't you think he prayed for you? And let me tell you something, folks. If you have somebody that you love that's gone on to be with the Lord that's praying for you, those prayers don't die in heaven. They're still before the Lord. I have had a whole bunch of uh, older people that became my favorite young people. They were there every, every youth night when I was a youth pastor. And, uh, and I, I know their, their, their prayers that were for me then are still there for me now. And it makes me feel good to know that I have somebody watching my back. Not just Jesus, but some old saints that love the Lord. Uh, First Corinthians, look at that verse, uh, chapter 1, 1 uh, Corinthians, and then i would say a chapter. Book number one and then chapter 103, verse
1: four. It's, it's actually the continuation of Psalms, yes. brother. okay. Who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies?
0: When he crowns us, it is his blessings of his anointing and investment of his loving kindness and tender mercies. Can you imagine? you walking in the church, you've got a crown on you when you walk through. And somebody said, what's that? He said, well, that's, that's the Lord. He's crowned us with loving kindness and tender mercy. So we ought to act like that. <laughs> right? Come in just, well, I love you and I love everybody. And, and be merciful. To, if somebody does something wrong, be merciful to them. They're, they're just human, somebody said one time. But let me tell you something, folks. We all can make a mistake. God forgive us. We need to forgive people. It will keep you married too, by the way. When he grows or crowns us, it's his blessings of his anointing and investment investment in his loving kindness towards us and tender mercies we have been preserved in his loving hands the benefits of serving God how many how many here could have self-destructed if it hadn't been for the Lord that we would see a few hands more than that some over here you know just things could happen to us and we would have been dead today if it wasn't for the hand of the Lord that kept us from going off the deep edge wherever it was you know it it Maybe an accident, whatever it was. But we are here serving God tonight because of his tender mercies, his loving kindness. He just keeps on blessing and blessing, redeemed from destruction. Praise the Lord. Benefits, they're untold. Psalm 103, verse 5.
1: Who satisfies thy mouth with good things?
0: We speak with a new voice, not filthy words, with sweetness, uplifting words, not fault finding. Hello? Not fault-finding. We, we are strengthened by the witnessing about Jesus, and we feel good about it. We are strengthened from day to day, and we're strengthened like an eagle. Praise the Lord. Psalm 103, verse number 6.
1: The Lord execute. It executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed.
0: When Satan comes in like a flood, Jesus raised his protecting hand to keep us safe. He made his way known to Moses and Israel, and he will keep you safe. He'll make his way known to you. What that means is, he'll show you how he's going to take care of you. Keep a positive faith, and those who see it will seek you out. I have felt this, seen it when I was on the 8-5 to job at a large building with a lot of people, and, and the Every once in a while, they'd call me up and say, would you come up and, and settle a dispute? I was, <laughs> I was supposed to be the Bible expert. I had vice presidents call me up and said, Can, do you have a Bible? And when I told them I did, they said, oh, I, I, I said, you, why did you call me if you didn't think I did? So I take a Bible down to their office, and here. And when I left, and let me tell you, it was we only had three people that I know had the Holy Ghost on our building, 22 stories. But it, we had to be the light for that building. We were Christians of the building. And, and thank God that God anointed not just myself, but the others who were there. And, uh, and we, we did make an impact. Some people will never be able to say we didn't know because we tried to tell them
1: about the truth of God. 103, verse number eight The Lord is merciful, gracious, slow to anger, and plentyness in mercy. Praise the Lord. Slow to anger. Slow to anger.
0: Not like me. I get a temper. Am I the only one?
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. some of you don't admit anything. <laughs> We're, we, we need to settle down sometimes and say, Lord, help me to be more like you. So I'm slow to anchor and, and, uh, and I'm plenteous in mercy. Our God has forgiven his children and will not deal with us according to our past inequities. I know what I'm, what's, what I'm due. But I know one thing. We got good benefits. He, he forgives us. We are free from the penalty of our sins because of the love he has for us and the blood he shed for us. Great is his faithfulness. Praise the Lord. Great is his faithfulness. His mercy is new every morning. I was thinking about Jesus Christ and his plan from the very beginning. And I thought, what, why did he do that? He could have. Completely did something different for us to have salvation. He didn't have to come and robe himself in flesh. He didn't have to die on the cross. He didn't have to die on the cross. But he did it for you and I that we might understand. Somebody said, well, he wanted to become a man so he'd know how we felt. He was God. He put the feelings in us. He knew how we feel. But he wanted us to understand that we can make it as he made it because he gives us strength to live for him every day. Praise the Lord. Let's stand together. One thing about the blessings is the opposite of blessings and the benefits is deficits. Don't complain. Live in hope. Thank God for all your blessings and all the benefits. We need to, why don't you raise your hand. Let's thank Jesus for all his benefits and everything he's done for us. Lord Jesus, we praise you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness and mercy. Thank you, Lord, for everything you've done oh god we pray lord that you'll bless us and keep us help us lord to understand that we have great benefits serving you that they come one on top of the other and we can't understand them all the time but we know lord that you love your people you love these people who are here today and lord while we have a long way to be like you we know that someday you're going to count us worthy as we enter into that that blissful place called heaven but until then we sit in heavenly places we feel your power and feel your love feel your hand upon us We feel your glory and your spirit within us. We pray, Lord, that you will bless us and keep us. Lord Jesus, in your name, Lord.